Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzeik. Our daily Dimon Mises Hashem, we're up to day number 78, as we continue through chapter 14, which we will wrap up today, Be'ez Hashem. Uh, previously on Hachzeik, we were introduced to the three elements of Precious, uh, Precious from Physical Temptation, which we discussed, Precious from Torah Laws, Dinim, which we discussed, and today we're going to wrap up the breakdown of precious with precious when it comes to minhagim um, of, of behavior, social interaction, and we'll wrap up chapter fourteen as well before we continue to tomorrow when we learn about how to acquire the meat of precious bezos Hashem. Vaiter misas shar. That precious bimenhagim who has bodedos vahibadel menacher vahamedines. What does it mean to be a parish to abstain in the category of social interaction? It means his bodedos secluding yourself. Being alone, separating yourself from broader society, in order to clear your mind and to turn your heart totally towards the service of Hashem. And to contemplate and focus intently on that service. This is the rest of Hasidim, very big into his Bodidus, the idea of going out alone, excluding yourself to be able to have that headspace, to be able to really cleave and talk to Hashem and think clearly about your relationship with Hashem and about Hashem himself to whatever extent we can to connect to that. Chabad Hasidus also is boninus with the nuns. So this is, you do is boninus when you're in his both of this, yeah? So both over here, the Michal is bringing up to us as, as an important uh, opportunity as a parish when it comes to removing ourselves from all the distractions, as we'll see a little more in detail, of, of the social interactions of, of society. But of course, here, we want to make sure you're not going to such an extreme to be totally separate from society. It's important. Every man's mind should always be mixed together, integrated with creation, with, with society, i.e. we should have human interaction to understand, you know, how people work, to be able to interact with people. Also, we see in Gemara Brachas, Cherev El Habadim Vinoalu. The Apostle in Yirmiyahu says, There will be a sword against the Badim, and they shall become fools. Who is this referring to? Who are these Badim? Cherev Al Son Ehem Shel Talmidi Chachamim. Who this refers to is a sword against the quote unquote enemies of Tamidicham, i.e., Tamidicham themselves. The enemies of is a euphemism in the Torah. Chazal didn't want to say explicitly something critical or you know, negative about about the enemies. Why? They're the ones that them. They sit alone, totally secluded, and it's a very whole thing. They're studying Torah, uh, but they're totally isolated from everyone else. And it's saying that it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible thing. There will be a sword against them. Rather, you should, even if you want to be a parish and, and, and have that, you're supposed to just be able to separate yourself from society, not to be distracted by all the social interactions and, and, and society around you, still connect yourself to good people. You should, we need to have a human interaction. It's important. Zman mashem, it's lo For whatever time is necessary for the two acre parts of our life, i.e. learning Torah, to perfect our mitos and perfect ourselves and get closer to Hashem. And parnasa, being osig and parnasa in order to get a livelihood, do the proper ishtadlis in order to support ourselves and our families. And then after that, seclude yourself you can you can exclude yourself all you want in order to cling to Hashem. And to achieve clear, straight ways in order to Hashem in the, in the proper path of, of, of divine service. And also within this idea of precious when it comes to when it comes to 
societal interaction is that even if you are, you know, among people a lot, let's say, still, you could be a parish when it comes to your speech. How, how much are you speaking? You can minimize your speech a bit, or even greatly, um, even when discussing things that should be discussed. To be aware of, um, be careful that you're not just, you know, idle, idle talk, idle conversation. Also not to look outside of your Dalad Amos. What does that mean? Obviously, it's not just referring to what that which is usher to look at, like, um, you know, Zunus or something like that. That's Pasha, that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about Stam, just not being present, not being, uh, you know, in the moment, focusing on what's in front of you and, and, and focusing on the Abishter and your what Hashem and what Hashem wants from you in that moment, but you're very distracted by what's around you. For example, um, you know, like you're, you're in a Shir or in Davening, and like the moment you hear the door open and close, all of a sudden you, you pick it up from your sitter or from your Sefer or from the, the Rav, and you look to see who, who walked into the room. Why? Why are we keep looking outside of our Dalai Lama? It's distracting. We distract ourselves very much. We um, Sometimes I feel like look for, for those distractions, and that's what he's referring to here. Don't, don't look out of your Dalai Lama. Focus on you. Focus on your Avodah Hashem. That's your job. And anything of, uh, like this that is included in, in, in the behaviors that we can accustom ourselves to, to the point where it becomes second nature. It's natural for us. Meaning, yes, when, if, so, if, you're, if, if you're someone that does look up every time, you know, there's a rustle or, you know, something falls or you're very easily distracted, you quickly look around, oh, what's going on? I need to be in on what's going on and looking at your Amos. It takes practice to be, notice that and control yourself. Be like, I'm not going to look up. And then over time, you do that more and more and more, and it becomes second nature. It's not that all this precious, the Rechaz making a really important point here, is not that you're forever going to have this struggle and this temptation, you're going to constantly feel deprived that, oh, I'm not enjoying all this physical pleasure or social interaction or the de- whatever the precious is that you're, you're looking to, to excel in. It's not going to be a source of frustration for you indefinitely because you always feel like you're, you're just constantly deprived of the things that you really want. No, by... You know, starving certain parts of yourself by being parish, abstaining from these things consistently, it becomes second nature. You, you no longer have the desire to lift up and, and look. You don't no longer have the desire to overindulge in, in, in physical pleasure and in, in, in food. It, it, if anything, it's, it's counterintuitive. It's the opposite. It's it's not it's not restricting. It's actually liberating because until now you've been in some way even a slave to all these tendencies and, and drives that we have. And again, we're not talking about, um, you know, what's required of us. This is above and beyond, 100%. You, should, you shouldn't, you know, get down on yourself that you lift up your head when, when, when the door opens and closes. Okay, it's not, it's not against the Torah to do such a thing. But it's, 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 not, it's, it's, it's a liberating thing. You're finally, the things that you are, your nature draws you to, and you realize, you know, I, can do, I, I, would, I would be better off without that. Where I'm holding now would be good for me to control myself. Accustoming, your, accustoming yourself to that so it's second nature, it's a liberating thing. You're no longer automatically going to chase after X, Y, Z, you know, be compelled to ABC. It's a liberating thing. It's not restrictive. It's, it's opposite. So it's a common misconception in, uh, in Yiddishkeit in general. People see it as a burden. People see it as, oh, it's a restrictions, restrictions, restrictions. This is a general, really important rule. I've probably mentioned it before. It's not a restriction. What you're really doing is freeing yourself of the slavery, the shackles of your animalistic nature that draws you to a lot of these things. In conclusion for this chapter, these three elements that we discussed, right, physical pleasure, like um, material uh, enjoyment, dinim um, from Torah, like being machmir, um, in, in certain situations beyond what's expected, and 
from um, being part from society, even though they were expressed very briefly here, you can see these are broad categories that really encompass really many, many, many of, of, of a person's activities and behaviors. Like we said before, you can't list out all the details. It's only you have to use your, use your seichel. Use your discretion to figure out, okay, well, um, in different scenarios, what would apply here? Is there room to be a parish here? Am I ready to be a parish here or not? In order to understand and know whether you're doing it with the true intent and proper intent um, of, the, of, of the general rule here of what's considered healthy precious and not. Again, the general rule being if it's something that you absolutely need is, an assen- is essential to your health and well-being, so then to be a parish for there it would be foolish and it would be a sinful. But it's something that you don't absolutely need. It's an extra. It's nice to have. So then, being a parsh there, there's certainly room and would be desirable and appropriate for that for someone that is pursuing precious. But again, the details and different scenarios. There's a lot of gray there, and that's it's important to to have a rav that knows you well. It's another plug to to make sure we each have our bam that we can go to our spiritual guides and coaches to help us discern in different scenarios. Is this is this an appropriate place for me to exert my self control and be a parish, or am I being foolish? Am I am I fooling myself? Into thinking that this is that this is the madriga that I'm really not, or even worse, is this not worse, but also bad? Is this something that will actually detrimentally impact my health, which um, health and well-being, which which we saw would be a simple thing. Summary for chapter fourteen. We're just knocking out these chapters. After chapter eleven, you thought every single one's going to take take years. Look at that. We're already finishing chapter chapter fourteen here. Baruch Hashem. The trade of precious involves abstaining from or otherwise curbing three different kinds of activities. First, a parish abstains from physically pleasurable activities that are not essential to his well-being, as discussed in the previous chapter. Since these pleasures invariably lead to temptations that test one's character and put one's moral purity at risk, the parish seeks to avoid them whenever possible. Second, a parish follows strict interpretations of the halacha, acting stringently even when there is no halachic requirement to do so. By steering clear of activities that merely resemble the forbidden, a parish maintains a safe distance from what is actually forbidden. Forbidden. Third, a parish abstains from social interactions that are not necessary for his livelihood and through a study. This practice, practice helps him avoid needless distractions and remain focused on drawing himself even closer to Hashem, which is the common theme here, right? What's the whole point of precious? You're removing distractions, so you what? So you can focus on what's really important, which is what? Our relationship with Hashem. We're about to join, begin chapter four, 15 tomorrow, where Baruch Hashem will share with us tips on how to acquire this media of precious now that we have a better understanding of what it is. To take these words to heart and to remove from, from our from our peripheral and our direct side and our Dalai Amos and even beyond anything that takes us away from us cleaving and advancing in our Vodash Hashem. L'chaim Yidin, have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.